Aren't you glad to be alive this morning? Isn't it a beautiful day? I didn't get any amens on that. Come on. I'll try one more time. Isn't it a beautiful day? Don't you love children? Amen? Don't you love children? You know I love children. Uh, I'm fortunate to have three of my grandchildren here this morning that I love dearly. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to First Chronicles, the 16th chapter. I'm going to look at David's Psalm of Thanksgiving this morning. Actually, just the first five verses. And actually, that Psalm of Thanks, those first five verses, is actually found in Psalm 105 as well. I'm going to read it from two translations, and then I'll make a few comments about children to try to kind of boost our spirits. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, the judgments he pronounced. Now that's the NIV. New Living Translation says it like this. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his miracles. Exult in his holy name. O worshipers of the Lord, rejoice. Search for the Lord in his strength and keep on searching. Think of the wonderful works he has done, the miracles and the judgments he handed down. And then the message, Eugene Peterson's translation says it like this. Thank God, call out his name. Tell the whole world who he is and what he's done. Sing to him. Play songs for him. Broadcast all his wonders. Revel in his holy name. God seekers be jubilant. Study God in his strength. Seek his presence day and night. Remember all the wonders he performed, the miracles and the judgments that came out of his mouth. I just love children. And some of you say, well, I love children too. Well, you haven't been a school teacher. You have to put some parameters on some of that love. Uh, I'm always amazed at our children. Uh, a little boy was staying with his grandmother, and she was kind of legalistic about Sunday. You know, she pretty much took the Old Testament law into her life and, and was big about Sabbath breaking. And It's early Sunday morning. She told her little grandson, go in there and get a bath and get ready for Sunday school after he'd eaten his breakfast. And then she said, no playing in the bathtub. No playing in the bathtub. Do you understand that? No playing in the bathtub. Hurry up. We don't want to be late for church. Does that sound familiar to some of y'all? Some of you probably said those words. The little boy got in the bathtub, and he began to play with his little sailboat, sailing it around in the bathtub. And he kind of lost track of time like little children do. And grandmother called to him through the door, and she said, like most kids, it's time to go to church. In just a minute, grandmother. Have you ever heard those words? In just a minute. And after she did this a time or two, she finally went in and said, now this, this is the Sabbath day, it's a day of worship, and we need to reflect on God's work, and there's no playing in the bathtub. The little boy was sailing his little boat around there. And he said, Grandma, this isn't a pleasure cruise. This is a missionary journey, and this boat's going to Africa. 
worth remembering. <laughs> Little boy came to his mother with hiccups for the very first time. He didn't know what he had, but he, he just said, Look, Mom, I'm percolating. Two little girls were attending the zoo with their grandmother when they came to the stork exhibit. And the two little girls were looking at the stork when their grandmother said this bird was instrumental in bringing them to their mother. The two little girls looked at each other and they said, don't you think we need to tell grandmother the truth? <laughs> little boy was standing next to a raspberry bush with a worried look on his face. His mother noticed his demeanor and expression and said, Is everything okay? Little boy asked, Do raspberries have any legs? The mother replied, No. The little boy said, Then I think I must have just eaten a caterpillar or a spider, one or the other. And another one. Little boy, John, was saying his nighttime prayers. He said, as usual, bless my dad and mother and my sister Hope and grandma and grandpa and Charlie, my dog. And God, could you make St. Louis the capital of Missouri? Amen. When his mother asked him why he'd asked God to make the St. Louis the capital of Missouri, he told her that's the answer he put on his test today. And he needed to. <laughs> I've done some praying like that. I don't know, maybe y'all haven't. I've done some praying like that. A young boy. And the preacher were sitting at the dinner table waiting for the meal to be served. The mother and the father were in the kitchen working on it. And the preacher trying to make conversation with the little boy sitting there. It's kind of awkward when you're an adult and there's a child at the table and you're the only one there. His wife wasn't there. Uh, preacher trying to make some conversation asked the little boy what they were having for dinner today. The little boy said, the old goat. The preacher said, surely we aren't having an old goat to for dinner, the little boy said, that's what my mother told my daddy. This is the day, this day is as good as any to have that old goat for dinner. <laughs> Did you hear the text? <laughs> Give thanks to the Lord. You probably already forgot what the text was. What could we all be thankful for today? Or what all do you have to be thankful for today? It's a beautiful day. Yesterday was a pretty day, except for the wind, maybe. Kind of a cool snap last night. Folks, we live in such a wonderful place in a wonderful country. We have so many freedoms. There are playoff games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this past week, and some college games, and the Clifton Cubs won over Marlin 41-29, to and we can be thankful for that. Bill McClary did come through his complicated surgery. They were not able to remove his tumor, it was inoperable. But there are opportunities ahead, and we believe in the power of prayer. And God's still in the miracle working business, and that's what I believe this church wants, and I believe that's what Bill wants. And so we need to keep him and Diana in our prayers. This coming week is Thanksgiving week, and to my remembrance, this is the first or second time that they've let school out all week long. There's no school this week. Usually the young people go on Monday and Tuesday and get out on Wednesday. We can give thanks uh, to the Lord that we're going to have opportunity to spend some time with family. Uh, I was coming in this morning, and I saw about 30 hogs out in the pasture right, right as I was turned onto the road down there. And I thought, you know, that's interesting. Wouldn't it be interesting if, if we had somebody that take and take care of those hogs and butcher them and fix them up, and we could have a Hawaiian luau's for Thanksgiving instead of, <laughs> instead of turkey, you know? Uh, 
because it is Thanksgiving week coming up, some of you maybe have never been to the Homestead Heritage Fair. It'll be next weekend, but if you've never been, if you went over there, you'd you'd get to see a little old uh, cow dog or a little sheep dog, uh, actually a border collie work sheep. You get to see a barn raising. You'd get to see them take grain and and make it into flour. You'd get to see a bunch of uh, crafts and everything. Some people have often said, "Well, Homestead." Those people down there on the river, that's a cult. Well, no, it's not a cult, folks. It's just that they, they're trying to live their lives in a way. I have a lot of friends that actually join that, as does Vicki. Some of those people sang in our choir years and years ago, and some of them are still friends. Uh, in fact, some of those people that were part of that group that first started sang at our wedding, at Brenda's and my wedding. Uh, they're more like Mennonites and Amish, really, is what they're like. They, they've adopted older, simpler ways of doing things. And they do teach their children to learn crafts and learn how to work. And there's a, I want to share with you, there's a blessing in that. And sometimes we don't always see that as a blessing. Uh, The text said, give thanks to the Lord this day. Give thanks to the Lord. What are you thankful for today? Are you thankful for your health? Are you thankful for your home? Are you thankful for your faith? Are you thankful for your family? We had a food drive to help feed hungry people here in Bosque County, and people say, well, we don't have hungry people in Bosque County. Oh, yes, we do, folks. And a lot of those hungry people, quite honestly, I have to be honest, are older adults that won't ask for help. And we work hard, and some of them are single parents that are working a job or two jobs trying to feed their families. And yes, there's always going to be a few freeloaders. You need to understand that. Whatever you do that you give away, you're going to always have a few that try to take advantage of the system. But God is their judge, not us. Our responsibility when we see a need is to respond to it. Are you thankful for having the opportunity to do that? Uh, I know that the, the food drive itself, 16 locations in a number of different counties, is over a million pounds right now. And when everything's tallied up, I hope we get, our goal was uh, 2 million pounds. I don't think we're going to make that, but I may be wrong. You never know. Little old town of Gatesville over here, they do four, three to 400,000 pounds just in that city. Now, y'all stop and think about that. Three to 400,000 pounds in a town the size of Gatesville? Well, those people support that. And some people ask me, said, Brother Jerry, why, why do you think people don't support as much? And I said, well... We've been doing this my 28th year to work with this. And when you've been working with something a long time, people forget about it. Even though we've got it plastered on our sign out here, we've had banners around town, all three of the schools, and I want to come in the middle school, folks. Andy Ball from our church, the middle school led all the schools in the amount of food given, 2,600 pounds. And that they usually... 1,700 last year, I think, eight or 900 the year before. They've moved up in the ranks. Ted Jones told me the reason the high school doesn't give as much food anymore. said they cut out giving, letting them drop a bad grade or cut out all the motivations to help those kids bring. And there's some of those kids, they'd bring 40, 50 pounds of flour up there just to, could I get one in this, this one and one in it? Well, they kind of cut all of that out. So, uh, But our young people uh, from elementary all the way up, have helped us. Second part of this scripture says, call on his name. What would you want 
to call on God's name for this morning. Would you praise him for the beauty of the place? Would you call on his name to simply worship like we've been doing? Would you praise him because he's our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer of life? Would you praise him because we're fearfully and wonderfully made? Or would you call on his name for a petition that maybe you have? Some prayer that you want answered, some hope uh, that you're hoping for, a prayer that that you, that's on your lips, a family member to come to know the Lord. Folks, I want to tell you that's something we ought to pray for. If you've got a family member that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, do not take that as not your responsibility. It's your responsibility to pray for them, to encourage them, to love them. Some people have to be loved into the kingdom. And sometimes in family, it's the most difficult thing in the world to witness to family because they know us like we are. <laughs> they know us when we're not being Christian, when we're not doing what we know we need to do, or when we sit in judgment on them and they see that judgment all the time. Maybe there's somebody you work with that needs to know the Lord. Would you call on the name of the Lord today to help them? We just got through... Having him will pray a while ago, Lord, help our nation. We, we're commanded in Scripture to pray for our nation. We always need to pray for those that protect us, whether it's military or police or first responders. They need our prayers, folks. They need our prayers. You know, I was at the scene of that accident on Thursday night. I just walked down there just to pray for people. And I asked the DPS trooper, is there somebody here that needs to be prayed for? And he said, that lady just pulled a man out of a burning car, and she's pretty shook up. See, she'll never be able to get that image out of her mind. Could you pray for her? And I did. I prayed for our firefighters because they were there, jaws of life, trying to get those young people out of the car. What would you call on the name of the Lord this morning for? Would you call on his name and give thanks for how he's blessed your life? thank the Lord for your salvation for your faith would you thank the Lord for the baptisms we had last week sure make known among the nations what he has done let the whole world know what he has done if there were one or two things this morning that you could share with the whole world of what God has done in your life what would they be what would they be you got some good news this week didn't you Doc, everything came out okay. Yeah. We got some good news. We, we had twins born into our family this week. My sister Jane's son John and his wife Lisa had twins, a little boy and a little girl. One was born naturally, the other one they had to take C-section. And there for a while their names were A and B. You know, now they've got names now. But, I mean, what would you give thanks for this morning and what would you share I was visiting with one of our members uh, recently, and he shared with me he got married in 1946, and he's still married to the same woman. And y'all stop and think about that. 71 years. My math is right. 71 years. That's a long time. You know? How has God worked in your life? What's he done across your lifetime? I was visiting another member who told me, He'd been able to dig post holes everywhere he'd lived except Bosque County. Yeah. <laughs> he said he can't dig post holes in Bosque County. You have to drive them in with steel. You have to sometimes take a, a sledgehammer or take a steel driver or something to break up the limestone rock. 
Let the nations know what God has done. In Christ, folks, God has forgiven us. He's redeemed us. He's empowered us to be his witnesses, to simply tell what we know to be true about him and him working in our lives. This next part of this verse says, Sing to him, sing praise to him. That's what we do each time we worship. We sing praise. Now, I know some of you are saying, Well, I didn't know those songs this morning. Get over it, folks. Learn something new. Do you know, did you know, we sang the doxology this morning. Did y'all know that? Well, I didn't sing those words before. Those weren't the words I know, Brother Jerry. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know those words, don't you? Can you learn another verse? Can you learn a new verse? Sing praise to his name. Sing praise to him. Sing to him. You know, not long ago, the storms were raging across the Gulf Coast in Florida and the Caribbean. Fires were burning in California, and the Northeast was also getting hit by turbulent weather, and tornadoes had rocked the Midwest. And I was thumbing across in a car that we have that actually has a radio station that works for a long way. We've got one or two of those cars. Mine, I can only get the local, but I was in, in a vehicle, and I picked up a Tulsa station, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the voice was unmistakable. It was Tennessee Ernie Ford singing an old hymn called Stand By Me. I want you to listen to the words of this song. I could almost sing this song because I love it. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. My voice isn't near as deep as his is. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the seas. Thou who rulest wind and weather, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. When the host of hell assail and my strength begins to fail, thou who never lost a battle, stand by me. That's a great line for a song. Thou who never lost a battle, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. When I do the best I can and my friends misunderstand, thou who knowest all about me, stand by me, stand by me. And this verse most of you need to memorize. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When my life becomes a burden and I'm nearing chilly Jordan, O thou lily of the valley, stand by me. Do you all know, folks, we have the Lord standing by us whether we acknowledge him or not. He's with us. Jesus promises us he'll be with us to the very end. Go into all the world and preach the, the, nation, preach to the gospel to the nations. Teach them what I told you. Tell them, remember, I'll be with you always, even to the very end of the age. Tell about his wonderful works. Have you stopped to think about God's wonderful works this morning? Birth of a child, a star shining brightly in the nighttime sky, the changing of the seasons, the fall leaves turning yellow and gold and red, and now the wind yesterday blew most of them off the trees. The simple dragonfly hovering over a pond or a hummingbird passing through to a feeder, a flower backing up, moving on. The geese I mentioned last week flying in a V formation going south. Cheering crowds and marching bands and celebrations at all these playoff bowls. 
playoff deals, the sound of two bucks. Some of you men like to get out and you've heard that clashing of the horn of two bucks during the rut and them fighting for domination. Tell of all of his wonderful works. Tell everyone about the miracles that you've seen. What miracles have you had in your life? Some of you are walking miracles. You are. Every time I see Alice over here, I can see her crawling out of the, the car that's being flooded. Right, Alice? And your Bible survives. She's got it. You say, well, I didn't know Alice was in a flood. Yeah. She didn't listen to the weatherman. If the water's running over the road, turn around, don't drown. No, she wanted to test God, didn't you want to, Alice? <laughs> you know, I had a man come and visit me from her church this last week and his wife, and he said, you know, your, your pianist is our church secretary, and she's one of the sweetest people in the world. Folks, that's the kind of testimony you want to hear. Some of you worked as church secretaries, and it's, that's not always an easy place to work, <laughs> you know? Let the hearts of those who seek him. Glory in his name. I shouldn't, surely don't want to miss that one. Glory in his name. Do you know what God's name means? There's, some say there's over 900 names for God in the Bible and the Lord Jesus. Now, I haven't counted them, but I'm just going to give you a few. Jehovah, Adonai, our Lord and Master. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Jehovah Elohim, the Lord our God. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And then there's this Lord, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, the pioneer of our salvation, our friend, our master, our teacher, Rabbanai, Jesus, Son of Man, Son of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Alpha and the Omega, the Righteous One, the Judge, the Ruler of the Nations, the Ancient of Days, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright and Morning Star, the King of Kings, that someday every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Christ to the glory of God the Father. Do we glory in his name? Sweetest name on earth. Name of Jesus. Let the hearts of those who seek him rejoice. What would you rejoice in this morning? The gift of another day? We've got one of our members that every Sunday when he's here, he sits back right back where you sit, Dr. Bowden. And he'll say, I'm upright and breathing again today, Brother Jerry. I'm upright and breathing. Well, that's his signature gift. He realized the gift of every day. He's upright and breathing. When I was going home last night, after I'd been up here working on my sermon, I stopped just a little ways from our house, and I watched five baby raccoons playing in the road. They were wrestling with each other, and I could have got out and caught one, but his mother told me he wasn't quite ready to come to church yet. So uh, I've actually had baby raccoons. I've been up in a tree with baby raccoons and pulled off a sweatshirt, hooded sweatshirt, and put one in one sleeve, tied the end one in another sleeve. Now, I want to tell you, they learned to bite early. <laughs> Some of them had learned not to bite, and these, these had not learned not to bite yet, so I didn't think they'd be good for the children's sermon this morning. But, you know, I sat there and I watched those little baby raccoons and I thought, how blessed we are. God has a purpose for everything under heaven. Those little raccoons are just like little children playing. They're having a lot of fun. And, yes, there's dangers for them. If they stay in the road, they're going to get run over. There's some predators out there that take them and eat them. 
you know. There are difficulties. But what do we find in our hearts that we can rejoice about? See, I was glad to see Mike show up to help us the other morning. And Larry. And we had Maudie and W.C. And we had several others in the community. And we have one who I dearly love who always gives directions and guidance. You know. And we had, have y'all not seen our act? I sang with the Presbyterians. Yeah, we, were, we made the cliff on the news last night at 1030. We were the last thing they showed, you know. And it was so good. I, I thought it was really outstanding. You know, it was, oh, you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. I got the Presbyterians to sing that with me because they were, <laughs> you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd, but you can help us with food for families today. All you got to do is put your mind to it, knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it. We had more fun. Just collecting food, just enjoying one another's fellowship. What would you rejoice in the Lord today over? What has happened this past week that you rejoice over? What's going to happen this next week? Who knows? Scripture goes on to say, search for his strength. Look to the Lord and his strength. Do you need a little encouragement this morning? Are you having some difficulty with your health? Did things not turn out like you'd hoped? Have you got family members that got issues? And Thanksgiving's a time of conflict instead of a time of peace and celebration. Folks, I want to share with you, holidays are always difficult. Particularly, are they difficult for someone who's lost a loved one in the previous year? Because they can't help but think about that loved one and the empty chair at the table. Do you need God's strength for something? Do you need a little encouragement, a little guidance? Do you need some strength to get through the day? Do you need God's strength? Because I'm going to share with you folks, it's just a few days before Christmas. What do you get somebody that's got everything? Why don't you get, why don't you get them something for somebody else? Why don't you give a coop of chickens or a few goats? Or some rabbits to help feed hungry people in a third world. That's a way and say, we gave this gift in your honor. Why don't you take a gift that's dear to your heart? If you're in the, getting close to the end, why don't you give that gift to somebody for Christmas? It's been dear to your heart. A book, a pen, a knife, something that's dear to your heart. A beautiful vase. I had one of our men from the... Rainbow Village, several years ago, he knew he was dying of cancer, and he brought me this beautiful, beautiful vase. And he just came in in my office out of the clear blue. He used to come and bring music for us to try for our choir because he wrote music. And he brought this beautiful vase. He didn't have any children. His wife was already gone. And he said, Brother Jerry, I know if I give you this vase, you'll use it for God's glory. Here it is. What do you need for God's strength today? You know the middle verse in the Bible? Psalm 117 is the shortest chapter in the Bible, Old Testament. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter. Psalm 118 is the middle chapter in the Bible. And Psalm 118, the middle verse there, is 
118.8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. That's an NIV translation. NLV is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. Well, folks, I want to tell you, people sometimes will let you down, but our trust is in the Lord, and you still just have to love people even when they let you down. Do you seek his face always? Do you ask God to show you what you're to do and where you're to go? Obey what you know to be true to your heart. Do you know what you know to be right in Christ? Do we seek God's face? Do we seek him when we need answers? Are we willing to wait on him? A lot of people want everything instantly. That's the problem with our generation. You know, you see people go to a fast food place and they get out of line and go somewhere else because it's not fast enough. We want instant, don't we? See, we're always wanting something faster and speedier, whether it's the Internet or a phone or some technological device. We want it yesterday. We have no idea what it's like to wait, to wait sometimes for years for God to work, to wait sometimes year in and year out praying the same prayer. Do we seek God's face? Do we seek him when we need answers? Are we willing to wait on him? And a person texts me this week, they're having trouble waiting. I just text them back the verse of Scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I don't like to wait any more than you do. But that's something we all have to learn. Patience is not easy to learn. Do you remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, his judgments he pronounced? You know, I was reflecting back on my life, and right now a lot of my mentors have died in the last year or two. People that I looked up to, people that I cared about, people that I learned from, both people that I had as teachers and people that I had as friends have gone on before me. And, you know, you start reflecting, you're saying, I'm moving up the ladder. <laughs> and you really reflect on that when you start doing funerals for people a lot younger than you are, or you attend funerals for people younger than you are. And looking back over our lives, do we remember the miracles God has done? When I did Adam Smith and Russell Smith's mother and wife funeral last week, Adam, when he was born, was born to his mother when she was 45 years old. They'd never had any children. And he weighed two pounds. You know how, you know how big a two-pound baby is? He'll fit right here in the palm of my hand. Now this boy's a strapping 15-year-old boy. When you look back over your lives, do you, are you thankful for the experiences, both good and bad, that you've had? Do you know how fortunate you are? A lot of times when I write birthday cards, I just remind people, God has brought you through this or this. Give thanks. Do we recall how blessed we are and how God has guided us and how he's ruled in our life? When David penned this song, and he had it sung by Asaph and his brethren, I'm sure he reflected back over his life in the time and how God had led him. I'm sure he remembered as a shepherd boy how he faced a bear and a lion and then Goliath and how he sang for Saul to calm him down and then how, how he served Saul and then how Saul tried to have him killed, but he still forgave Saul. I'm sure he remembered hiding out before he became king. I'm sure he remembered his son 
and the turmoil that he caused by his own sin with Bathsheba and the loss of that child. You see, our lives have a mixture of good and bad. Everything's not always perfect, folks. Sometimes we have those bad days. Sometimes we have those losses. Sometimes our sin costs us dearly or the sin of others. But do we stop and remember how God has worked? Every one of us here has miracles we need to remember that he has done, how God has led, provided for us, judgments he's pronounced. When we've been sinners, how he's forgiven us and how he's shown us grace. Remember all the wonders he performed, the miracles and the judgments that came out of his mouth. Would you this Thanksgiving remember how God has worked? Could you do that? Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for the day. We're thankful for the beauty of it. We thank you for this coming week as we stop and pause and celebrate Thanksgiving with family and friends, whatever day we choose. Help us every day to be thankful, Lord, for how you work in our lives, how you love us, how you care for us, how you show us your love and grace always. Help us to know your presence and fill us with your love. And Father, if we're having a hard time, if something's happened this last week or happened in the days before us or maybe something we've been struggling with or dealing with, help us to find your strength and to seek your face and to seek your guidance and to give thanks that you're going to answer our prayers. In Jesus' name and for his sake, we ask these things.